And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning to it three. With Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10.30. And it's all on road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GMGM, Friday, uh, February 10th, 2023, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, I got my co-host in the house, Ovi, what's up, yo, how you doing, good morning, GM. GM, man, what's up? How's it going? I'm tired, but we're good. I slept in this morning. Um, felt good. <laughs> felt really good. Slow. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little a couple minutes late here. I, I got out of bed. At like I know I was talking, kind of working in bed. I got out of bed like 10.20, I think. Um, I needed it. <laughs> Probably need another <laughs> one ride over the last 24 hours. But it's been fun. And it's been, uh, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, it's been wild. So today, sadly... Sadly, we're missing our anchor this morning, Ovi. How do we feel about that? Sad times, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a tough one as Mando was traveling, I think, back to London, if I am not mistaken. Um, so, uh, you know, so he's not going to be joining us this morning. But, but it's okay. You know why? Because we got Golden. What's up, Golden? Good morning. GM, GM. We do have Golden. We, we are going to have, have a great day. I know. <laughs> we, have, we have Golden above land. Yes, we have Golden above oh, land. Nice <laughs> See, we, we had Golden in a submarine last week. We had Golden in a sweat, swimsuit. And we had Golden uh, in Mordor uh, as well. Uh, so that was fun. I have a question. This is my favorite. I forgot movie. to ask you. Did you ever go back and listen to that one time when we all freaked out? <laughs> yeah, I actually have it, like in a clip with your guys. No, reactions. with the videos. <laughs> you gotta make it out. Yeah. You gotta say, oh, I was gonna ask you to clip that. Yo, you got to send yeah. it to me, Golden. Yeah, yeah, we'll oh make something out of it. Oh my god, please send it to me. This is a fun like Friday, Saturday type post. Oh, dude, that is so funny, bro. Um, uh, it's it's hilarious. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, I love that. But anyways. Anyways, anyways, today on the show, today, today, macro crypto NFT market report. We had, crypto decided to, to go for quite the line slide yesterday. Nord, you know, uh, so I don't know why, but maybe OSF does. So we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, you don't like to see that, right? Uh, then, and then uh, our Corey Value in Rug Radio profile picture collection. Should I say profile picture? Fine art collection. Is now sold out. We're going to play, give a little debrief of yesterday and then share a few things and then uh, talk to y'all, reveal and whatnot. Yaddy, yaddy, yada. So that was, um, that was quite the day. Spent 18 hours at the control center. Uh, yesterday was pretty wild, but uh, you know, that's, uh, it is, um, it is, uh, it is what it is. And then uh, last but not least, we have a special guest today, Casey Rotomore. I mean, the talk of town. I mean, the only thing you hear about right now is Bitcoin NFTs. Well, guess what? We decided to bring you the CEO 
of Bitcoin NFTs. That's what we're doing this morning for y'all. We're uh, we're giving bringing you by man guys the man himself, uh, the most hated man in the Bitcoin maximalism groups, Casey Rotomore. We can't wait to chat with him. Actually, it's going to be a very interesting conversation. So he'll be joining us for most of the show, and we'll have a great interview with him to top off this beautiful week. So with that, with that, with that, let's get right to it. Daily Market Report, brought to you by Rug Radio. what's the word? Hey, guys. Um, so traditional markets, there's not really that much to write home about. I think stocks... End of the day, lower yesterday. They are basically unchanged today. Interest rates have been selling off a decent amount, actually. We're out to 3.71% on 10-year now, which I think is the highest it's been this year. So just something to keep an eye on. We have, obviously, the CPI number, which we get inflation from on Tuesday, and that's going to be a big and important number, especially given the payrolls number we had last week. I think right now the expectation for that is 5.8% inflation, that's versus 6.5% last month. So um, that's another big drop if it hits it. Um, I do think it bakes in maybe some room for disappointment given how much of a decline is anticipated. But um, you know, we'll see when we get, uh, get to the number. And then, of course, crypto um, got a little bit destroyed yesterday. I think Bitcoin and Ether are only down maybe like 5 six, five to 7%, um, which I guess is quite a big move for the majors. But Altcoins got pretty destroyed. I think they were down 25, even 30% in some cases. Uh, I saw on my screen yesterday, it looks like we're, we're bouncing back a little bit, but um, it's on a couple of different things. It's on uh, rumors uh, from a tweet that Brian Armstrong put out. We covered that last week on the SEC potentially banning crypto staking for retail customers. And then you had um, uh, the Kraken thing yesterday. So Kraken um, actually pulled all their staking services to to retail customers and pay the SEC $30 million uh, in a fine to, to, as a settlement. Um, and it seems like people are worried. $30 million? Dollars? Is that what yeah. it came down to? I, I couldn't yeah. follow yesterday along the news. Wow. Yeah. So pretty pretty hefty. And it seems like the US, um, the US, what am I saying? The, the SEC, SEC. Um, are coming after staking. It does, like when I was reading the language of it, it did seem to... Um, imply it was because of the way they were advertising staking and they were uh, like hey advertising this return and they're saying it's super easy to use and all this kind of stuff and i bas- uh, basically think they were trying to say it's that kind of constituted it being a security so um yeah. <laughs> and they've talked about that in the past as well they've talked about whether staking um uh i don't know i'm not exactly sure how i guess because it's some kind of profit sharing agreement um whether that makes uh the token in question of security or not so um that's uh that's what happened yesterday we we sold off a lot in my opinion i think one of the things that i've realized in crypto is you're usually always meant to buy the regulatory fud like even if they like the worst case scenario they, they ban all staking like how much does that really change things well yeah like a lot of people will sell because they're maybe making passive income um but it doesn't really change things in the longer term i think meaningfully i, I don't think they'll i don't think they'll have an outright ban on staking i think maybe they'll have some kind of like communication guidelines and maybe it will be like um exchanges can't offer it to retail customers but um you know if you stake it in a contract that's not an exchange and, and isn't like some kind of specific profit sharing agreement then maybe it can fly i'm not really sure but um there's definitely a lot of confusion around that now um 
I don't think it's a disaster for crypto. I definitely think if if that happened, it would go lower. But I think you meant to buy uh, buy that move lower. I would say. Yeah, it was interesting move down, right? Uh, Ovi pretty sharp, of course. And now it's moving down. Now we just got that nice, nice little red, big red candle. Uh, as you were speaking, you ju- you used to have the reverse effect, Ovi. I don't know what happened to your touch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're down to fifteen. Yeah, new me, just, man. <laughs> yeah, we just went down to fifteen twenty three. I used to, you were talking about that. It's pretty wild. I mean, given that we were literally just at seventeen seventeen hundred, right? Um, what is it? When were we seventeen hundred? Like two days ago. We touched seventeen hundred. Yeah, we never really like stabilized around there. Seventeen fourteen wick. Yeah, we stip- It was like it was a high sixteen hundreds, right? That we stabled yeah. that for a moment. So. I think 1680 was really the mark. Um, and it looks like it was a one, it was around like two days, three, two to three days ago. Um, so yeah, that worked down. Yeah, this uh, Gary Gensler video, I pinned it at the top. I don't know if you see all that. Um, dude, he has this thing about with making these videos, bro. Uh, did you watch that? No, <laughs> uh, which have to do with our security I pinned laws. it. That's S T A K E, not S T E A K. I hate him. He's so cringe. This is so cringe. In the crypto markets, there are various ways to validate data stored on crypto ledgers called blockchains. And one of these ways is called staking. Investors lock up their tokens in escrow and help validate the staking so slow data. Some stakers are then he's explaining staking to people. There's all crypto entrepreneurs started offering what's called Staking You're is right. a service. Staking is a service. No, yeah. not like the steakhouse. Basically, if you transfer your tokens to a <laughs> staking as a service provider, they take control, possibly pulling your tokens with thousands or millions of kinds of returns, whether they call their services lending, earn, rewards, APY. I mean, the video quality is pretty good. That relationship should I come. I need to hire the editor. With the protections of the federal securities laws. Okay, so TLDR is exactly what OSF said. You were spot on. You hadn't even watched the video. You were spot on. So basically, he's going after staking as a service. No, not the steakhouse, uh, Uncle Gary. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, that's what it is. So it's going after that. I mean, honestly, Ovi it seems like it's like he's saw it's his approach to just come at crypto, right? Like Bankless, I think Bankless's um, answer is pretty spot on. You know, when they said, um, why are you restricting opportunities to U.S. citizens, Gary? Um, you're preventing crypto wealth from staying inside of the USA. Kraken FX has been serving U.S. customers for 12 years now. Now capital will go to sketchy offshore platforms like it did with FTX, right? So, so you know, I understand, like, the whole, like, I, you know, I get it that they're going after, like, I guess they're... I feel like they're trying to attack T-A-K, crypto. Really? Okay. Oh, shut up, Gary. I think they're trying to attack the whole of crypto um, using this softball approach. You feel me, Ovi? Like, kind of like, oh, hey, like they're doing staking as a service as a as their you know the way they're talking about. Uh, let's just you know attack all the whole thing. I don't know. Feels like uh, feels like that's what it, that's what it feels like. Not gonna lie. So, um, but I guess um, I guess we'll see what happens on that front. So, do you, was that the reason? I mean, I guess. Oh wow, yeah, it's really going lower now at fifteen seventeen. Uh, <laughs> damn it, Ovi! We're, it's over. Pack it up. Damn, I need to. I need to get my my, my mojo back. You, yeah, <laughs> dude. Like you literally just sent ETH down. Like you you, you double wick double red wick on the fifteen minutes. Like two of them back to back. Do you back. think? Do you think people trade ETH on the back of shit we say on the show? 
Sometimes I, I wonder. Yeah, me too. Sometimes huh. I wonder that. What do you think? I don't trade I it. I definitely buy it at times. If I feel like if there's blood in the streets and you guys are making a call to action, I'm, I'm, I'm loading up. That's, I mean, that's, you're smart. That's why. Uh, you've probably done well then. Uh, because Ovi's been screaming to buy ETH uh, since like $900. <laughs> like literally like going on like, I'll never forget the great bear market of 2022 and Ovi's speeches every single morning um, rallying us up. I wish we could go back in time, find those, those speeches. I mean, we have them on Spotify. Um, but yeah, Ovi, I don't, good question. I, I think, yeah, Ovi, I think so. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I'm just going to reiterate, like, this, uh, what I say is never, ever financial advice. Yeah, I think it's a good all. time. Hold on. No, I yeah. got you. I got you. Wait, hold on. <laughs> in case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar, Gary. I do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it. I do not know how I'm here, probably added by a third party. Rando. I do not support any members by any actions of this group. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, Mando, yeah, we are added by Mando. We don't know how we're here. Mando set this up. Uh, <laughs> Mando uh, did this and uh, and all that. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ovi, but I'm I sure hope that they understand that you know, uh, you know, it, it goes up, it goes down. You never know. But anyways, 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 uh, that's about it on the macro and crypto side. And I was gonna say, let's talk about favorite thing. There's NFTs, but Mando has it. You know what? I'm playing his jingle. No! Who is the man, Macro Daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Oh, sorry. Um, I got really excited about the jingle, and I and I I like hit the cable, and then my headphones got disconnected, and I thought the whole space got rugged. Sorry, guys. So, um, do you want to do us the honors, or do you want I'll me do to do it? I haven't done NFTs for a while. Why not? Yeah, you, you know what? You do us the honors, Ovi. Um, man, NFTs are getting fucking destroyed right now. Yo! <laughs> yeah, never mind. Never mind, bro. Never mind. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Um, oh, go on. So I guess because like the blur farming is now ending with the airdrop to come on Tuesday, um, a lot of those bids have now disappeared. So there's some big moves lower in, in a few different things. Like doodles are down to 5.7. Um, pudgy wow. penguins are at 5.4. I guess the pudgy penguins have actually done well recently. Yeah, they were um, meant for a retracement. They were up like 6.5 yeah. again. Um, Moonbirds down to 7.2. Like some of the check stuff is down. Like the um, Jack Butcher's checks are down to 1.6. The Whoa, yeah. Opepin edition is down to 1. Uh, 0.16. So on my screen, um, on the dgens.finance screen, it looks like things are generally down about 5 to 10%. I think it's just on the back of uh, this Blur stuff now. So the, the big question is, is number one, if the Blur airdrop has any value, and number two, if it does, if people are going to put that back into NFTs or not. And number three, if it's going to be even be like the profile picture projects, because so far the, the methods have been like, meme cars and it was like open editions and it was checks and checks derivatives and, and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. um i'm curious to see where that money goes and if that money is even even worth anything you make a good point uh so i did read Clonex, Clonex at 4.8 shut the fuck up are you yeah. serious right now yeah i'm serious god damn it dude i mean yeah. wow i mean Clonex and doodles were like heavily being like played with yesterday on the airdrop farming in the last days i guess with the bidding yeah. Um, so there's that. That's why they were at the top of the charts, um, which was pretty wild. 
I mean, what happens at Blur Airdrop, dude? It's like we have, I mean, EB7 tweeted out yesterday. Oh, shit. Nice. He tweeted about us. Dope. Let me retweet that. Fire. Thanks, Eric. Um, I'm going through his account. He says, Blur bids disappearing with Blur tokens set to launch. Floors dropping hard as fuck with people panicking as they see liquidity bids disappear. Easily predictable. Play accordingly on this dump. Um, so, seems like some people are going to be looking to catch a fallen knife here. Uh, and people that have been ready here um, versus some people that were probably, you know, catching, catching, you know, um, the, the couple buys on, 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 on in the in the strength that's been going on for the last few weeks. But what do you think is the play here, Ovi? I mean, not that we know or anything, yeah. but Tuesday is the airdrop, um, whatever that airdrop may be. Uh, therefore, no more farming. Unless that doesn't mean no more farming, because they could incentivize people to. They keep, could, like yeah, they could. Looks, they, remember looks. They did it right. Looks did it where you had. You could earn rewards based on trading. So it was good Ponzi at first. Yeah, and yeah. maybe and maybe Blair will have staking. Maybe they won't have staking. I don't know. But there's there's that in the background too. So um, after what Gary did yesterday, uh, I mean they're yeah. probably not an American entity though. But yeah, yeah, I know. I mean Kraken uh, is not American, but yeah. Um, I guess that's why ApeCoin is fine. That's why they, they did. You know what? It all makes sense now. That's why well, yeah. they didn't put ApeCoin on. Um, on oh, yeah, Horizon Labs Venture. US, right? Yeah. yeah, US in Canada. I mean, this is one of the reasons. So when we first were looking to do the, when I remember when Mel built the tokenomics OV for us, um, like a lot of people were asking me yes, sir, if this affects anything we're doing. No, because like we're not staking, and it was in the thought process that like one day the SEC will crack down on staking. Um, not that it's like I'm. I'm not calling it bad or anything. I'm just saying, like, this is like something in the USA that you, a lot of people like that were like in, like working on tokenomics structure and stuff like were aware of and 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 worried about. And this is why um, ApeCoin went live with no staking in Canada and USA. We all know how DeFi works, of course you can, and we all know how smart contracts work in the blockchain. So you obviously can do it around, but you can't like the the ApeCoin themselves couldn't promote it to American citizens, right? Um, and there's a reason. And I know at first people were getting all pissed off and stuff, but now you see why, right? So it's similar with us. Like, we didn't want to go into that. So yeah, it all it all it all makes sense now, um, Ovi, with regards to um, yeah. with regards to to the staking part. Um, speaking of ape, um, I guess we're in this like period right now. Oh no, wait, there's something today, right? So the scores are validated today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see that because they have the roadmap on the website mdvmm.xyz. So the game ended, um, and then it says. Oh, they removed it February 10th. Okay. Oh, they removed that. So it was supposed to be... Oh, hold on. Was there a push here in, in dates, Osef? Have you heard that? Um, I haven't... It, this I changed. Think, I, would have, I would have seen that on my timeline, I feel like, if there was. I, I've been following this website every day since the Dookie Dash launch. Um, so it seems here it says... You remember how it says scores validated February 10th? We read that on the show, no? Uh yeah. Now it says maybe Tropo knows better, but it, it says, says scores, scores reviewed, reviewed now. Feb fifteenth. Yeah. It was supposed to be the summoning on Feb fifteenth. It was supposed to be scores yeah, validated on the tenth. You're right. They have pushed it. They have pushed it. Yeah. So it now it is they've removed the scores validated because they have uh, this lick, lick the toad thing now as well. Correct. So it's scores reviewed on the fifteenth, and the summoning is on the eighth. I mean, we got Tropo, resident ape expert. What's up? Good morning, bro. How you doing? Yeah. Was there a change here? Yeah, there was yesterday. So they they yeah. announced if you go to uh news.yuga.com, you'll see a little uh announce about it and then there's also a thread. 
on BAYC Twitter. But yeah, they they needed like quote unquote more time to review. Um, yeah. So that's going to the fifteenth, and then there's a second chance. So it's going to be like another event happening. This lick the toad thing on the twenty second, and that's going to have like a different spin on Dookie Dash that anybody can participate in. Uh, but the people who are on the Dookie Dash leaderboard, which is validated scores, something greater than zero that has been reviewed by Yuga and determined to not have been obtained by cheating or whatever. Those people can are eligible for these. Uh, there's 500 companion traits available for one type of game and then 2000 companion traits available for a different type of game within this second iteration of dookie dash and then separately if you have a score of zero let's say your pass was invalidated and then like let's say you bought it from somebody who cheated for example then you're like it got invalidated you're like oh fuck uh it got a score of zero but then you can still participate in this thing you're not eligible for those special traits which get imprinted onto the um the, the sewer pass, which relates to the summoning, but oh. you can still participate in the summoning if you play this like second version of Dookie Dash with a zero score sewer pass. Interesting. It's a little complicated, like with all this shit, and this is like another twist in all of it. So the timeline has shifted in the eligibility for uh you know zero point sewer passes has changed. So just be mindful. Mm. Like I think if you're buying sewer passes, if you're trading, you're selling, like go to news.yuga.com, read yeah. up on this thing, get an understanding of what it means to have like what the dates are, what the eligibility is for your sewer pass, because you might be selling something that is still able to be participating in the summoning, which is now happening on March eighth instead of March instead uh, of February fifteenth. So yeah, there was there was a kind of a bomb dropped. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, uh, Tropo, for yeah. the update. I figured, I thought it was crazy. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I guess we're, I wasn't crazy when I saw the date. It was just had a long day yesterday. But um, okay, interesting. So news.yuga uh, is where, um, you know, news.yuga is where, um, where you get all your news. I'm reading the article now. I'm looking at it. I, I, I did the whole thing, so I'm part of it. Um, you guys just, it's pretty secure. It's like the best, you guys have been pretty good with that. I, I like how they're shared their news now. Um, and I actually appreciate that they switched, um, website a lot, Tropo, like very fast to like explain, um, you know, that way it's good. So, okay. Interesting. I like that approach though, because a lot of people, I mean, that's on them, by the way, like started buying sewer passes, like at the floor that were done. And now it seems like they're like trying to include people and the sewer pass probably had a bump because I think it was, it fell under tweets at some point no, but it seems like it's like trading pretty high again. Um, yeah, I would think so. Cause then those ones that I think a lot of folks yeah. thought were worthless, which were worthless. Yeah. They were, on, they were, yeah. they were. Now they're not. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for TLDR news that you get all comment. And thank you to uh, Eric and Leinster and everybody on the timeline. A lot of y'all uh, started tagging me on, uh, on this thread. Um, so I see articles by Lucky Trader. I see Board Ape Yacht Club wrote their own uh, thread about it and announcement. So it's all there. All these details that you heard here, um, these can, they're probably, it's always, I understand like why it's a little complicated first, but then, you know, they'll, you'll, y'all get the, will get the hang of it and, and be able to explain uh, it further. So I'm excited. 
I think hey, it's uh, going to be a cool event. Yeah, Froke, I got to go to another space with Laura. Uh, but uh, can you say hi to Casey for me? I'm I'm sad that I'm missing this. Oh, I will. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll say hi good. to him. It's going to be good. He's, Dude, he's everyone's, great. Want, everyone's been waiting for this interview, man. I've been getting so many messages about Casey, and I'm just so intrigued by him as a character. And his, like, I don't know. I just, like, I can't wait to, to, to hear. I feel like it's, like, some, like, I don't know. It gives me, like, very, like, hacker vibe, like, you know, underground. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, he's very, like, he's uh, very well measured. I think he has an appreciation for a lot of what we feel makes NFTs great. So it's it's... It's great for me to see somebody that has that kind of position and has actually created something for Bitcoin have the same ideals that a lot of us have with Ethereum NFTs. Yeah, hell yeah. I love that. I'll make sure I'll make sure I say hi. Thanks uh, thanks Dropo. Um I appreciate you. And so um so that was on the Yuga front. Still I guess Yuga front. I don't know if you saw that um Ovi. Um the punks, the punks are going to be uh, at the Centre Georges Pompidou in Paris. Uh, so oh, they're, wow. uh, yeah, uh, CryptoPunk 110 uh, will join the permanent collection. Um, so it says, as part of the ongoing Punk's legacy project, obviously that's led by Noah Davis, um, Yuga Labs is overjoyed to donate CryptoPunk 110 to the permanent collection at, of the Centre Pompidou alongside a beautiful autoglyph. Oh, donated by Larva Labs and other important NFT-based artworks from a diverse array of artists is a historic moment for a project which aims to bring awareness to the provenance and cultural relevance of CryptoPunks. Saint Pompidou is one of the greatest contemporary art institutions in the world, and visiting it when I was younger was a defining moment for me, even if I didn't quite at the time. So there's an article there. Um, Ovi, wow, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. I like that a lot. It's yeah. very cool. I mean, they did it. They 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 did it um, in Miami, right? The ACA next to the with next a, to the world yeah. piece, yeah. Yeah. But I'm a fan of this. I did not know that Larva Labs also donated a um, in an autoglyph. Um, yeah, that's brilliant, dude. This is so cool. I love this. Uh, I'm really a fan of the Punk's Legacy Project, by the way. Uh, what they've been doing. Um, so it's it's really fun that they're like really like you know that like what they're doing this with the Treasury Punks because like museums cannot sell art right like they need to can't you can't be a museum and sell art so like you know they're going to be there forever right um and uh and so, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course they wrote a whole article on the centre pompidou.fr .fr, um and uh, they wrote a whole article um it's in french but they're saying um they're you know oh wow they're saying it's interesting the way they're saying it, they said affaire l'acquisition so they think the acquisition but I'm assuming acquisition can go for something free. I don't know. That's not my English, but um, but it's interesting. They wrote a whole article about how CryptoPunks are special and their history and the significance. Um, and they're talking about the jeton non fungible, non fungible token. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool. So, oh wow! Uh, in 2023, the acronym NFT is entering the Larousse Dictionary, which is the dictionary I had to bring to school every fucking day. Do you know how heavy? The Larousse Dictionary is and expensive it was. Every year we had to buy the new iteration and bring it to school every day. They made us read the fucking dictionaries, kids. Uh, did they make you do that, Ovi? Um, I don't know. Not really. It was intense <laughs> in France, dude. I had to wow. go. I had to pull up to school every day with the with the dictionary. What? Uh, yeah, Why? I'm straight up. Like I I have every year of the Larousse Dictionary at home at my mom's still in the basement, like all of them, it's and it's. Weird. I'll, I'll take a picture and send y'all some of them. It's so heavy. Um, I'll go to my mom's weekend. I'll show you guys. But uh, but yeah, it's pretty intense. But anyways, 
So that's uh, that's that uh, some on, on on some cool you know NFT stuff. But yeah, I mean, look, you were talking about volumes across the board, uh, obviously being lower. One of them that got intense volume was Unchained Monkey. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but they jumped from like what, 0.78 what to 3. There? Yeah, I have no clue. So I'm was not this because they said, like they, were gonna go and, they said they were going to so, make ordinals or something? So yesterday, yesterday, they inscribed all of the collection on Bitcoin. So they are now, uh, Unchained Monkey, I think, is the first collection to do that here. So they're on Bitcoin as well. Um, so I don't know if it was in the back of that. Um, I'll talk to, uh, there's someone, um, Amanda Terry is part of the Unchained Monkey team is a friend. So um, they've given me some of my favorite socks. Um, so totally, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask her to come say what's up Monday or something to, to, so we can do a quick segment on that so we can see what's going on, on the Unchained Monkey side. Uh, because I think they texted me too, uh, asking if they can come talk about it. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you love to see that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's business as usual for the rest uh, when it comes to collections. Of course, Sunday, you have Super Bowl. So I have the Digidai Gaku. Uh, I believe um, Gabriel Layden was this morning on uh, as a guest on Nick and Peel's show. So if anyone wants to go listen back, I'm pretty sure he probably talks about this for there. But from my understanding, there's 10,000 dragons um, and you're gonna it's going to be the first 10,000 people. You don't have to mint them. Uh, because they're already minted and like they're making it easy for people who are going to be watching the Super Bowl. Uh, so if you're in the USA, stay tuned for that ad uh, from Limit Break. DG Dai Gaku. We've been waiting for this for a long time. I mean, Gabriel Lane definitely hyped it up a lot. So we're going to be waiting to see uh, what happens there. And yeah, I mean, that's uh, on the NFT side, though. This, that's about it. I mean, if you look at the, uh, the, there was a huge 10 KTF sale yesterday, OV, for like 40 ETH, I think. Um, wow. I thought Punk 9059 talk about that. Yeah. Um, so. The volumes are lower across, but um, maybe also like, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, things on the way. It, there's a hoodie punk that traded 30 minutes ago for 295 ETH. It's nice. really which, sick, actually. Which one? Which one? Um, black skin, so dark skin. Um, wow, it's got the beards, hoodie, cigarette. Oh, that's so sick. It looks so nice. It's sick. The beard with the, um, the beard with the hoodie looks good because um, of the back of the hoodie. There's like black pixels. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's, like it just looks lot. really dope. Um, it looks like the mouth is almost like float. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you see that whole like the black in the middle with the mouth, beard, and the back of the hoodie, like the shadow. Like, uh, I don't know. It looks like fire. Um, and there was a uh, a uh, there was a uh, you know a kid called Beast and Anshi Monkey are really the two that are running hard. There was a thirty worth offer um, sale for the. Board Ape Kennel Day Pack from Tanky TF. Um, so there's that's what's going on in, in the world of NFTs. I mean, this week has mostly been about um, about um, about Bitcoin NFTs and, and ordinals. Actually, I see Casey down there, so I'm gonna throw Casey a, an invite. But just quickly, I mean, on, in other news, NFTs. I mean, I'm scrolling down through DJ and Ov. Uh, it's us, Rock Radio, Face of Web Three, uh, with uh, our project in, in collaboration with Corey Van Lue, our, our profile picture project for Rug Radio holders. Uh, that minted out yesterday. Uh, it was quite eventful. Uh, not gonna lie, OSF. Uh, it was. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, it was probably like from the show on. Chaos started. Uh, Ovi. Um, <laughs> I know. I mean, mint, dude. Mints are always like that. Mints are tough. Yeah. You've got to go through a few of them to before you can really nail that. And even then, it's still. Um, yeah. There's always something that comes up. There's always something that comes up. Yeah. And it was. Not, they're not easy. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty insane. So for everybody who wants to, uh, I'm not gonna go and explain all, all, everything all over again. But like for everyone who's curious, like go to Discord, go turn on our announcements. I made a long announcement yesterday explaining everything. And so if you were part of the people that there was 65 transactions that 
that that failed at the last time. So we're gonna we're probably gonna work it out with you guys. Um, and you can definitely go and 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 uh, and file the form. Uh, there's no need to file the form if you didn't actually have a failed transaction because we're checking everything. It's pretty easy on chain <laughs> to verify <laughs> if someone's lying or not. And uh, for some people that um, didn't make it through the allow list due to the issues that we had in the exploit as well. Um, so you're going to be able to, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're figuring things out. So hang tight. But on a positive note, Ovi, I mean, it's sold out. Um, I love seeing, I guess I know how you feel at some point, like when red guy like went crazy and sold out and everyone's sharing the red guys and the PFPs. Like, I guess I started to feel this yesterday more night, late night this morning. Like it feels good. Like everyone's sharing and it just makes people happy. Um, and it's I really the reveal. The reveal is when people go, go yeah. really excited on Monday. So we're gonna do a special reveal show, I guess, or maybe we do it on the stage. I have to figure it out with the, with the dev team here, um, and uh, and I think uh, I think that would be a uh, super cool. And I totally agree with uh, Ryan, who's in the audience. Uh, thank you. I actually sent me a message. He said you should have everyone change their emojis, heart emojis, uh, to the blue. Uh, it's true. That's what I did a, a, a few weeks ago, Ryan. Actually, my my heart emoji uh, is blue. Actually. So if you go at the bottom right, you place the heart plus, and you leave the hand on the the finger press on the heart. You have like all these colors, and you can change the colors. So I've been, I've been on that blue uh, heart uh, for a minute. So yeah, we're 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 fully. Uh, so the project sold out. I want to give a big thank you, a big shout out to everyone who has supported us. Um, yesterday was was an intense day. Uh, I was out there. Someone uh, did you? I don't know if you saw the the collage OV, but. Someone collaged a lot of the messages I sent on Discord. I sent 1,200 messages in 18 hours on the Discord. Um, <laughs> I was in there. Bro, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, going, 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 going. So JC and uh, we blitzed it. So JC and and Mott's team were on the tickets. I was on Discord duty. Loxley was on on like tech duty to figure out what happens and post mortem duty. And then we came on Spaces. It's recorded. It's all out there, so you can all go check out. Uh, what uh, what what went down? We give the play by play, and we are obviously already working on, on solutions with the community. So you have until Saturday night, eleven fifty nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to submit um, the with the form if you uh, were actually allow listed and couldn't, not a wait listed, like actually allow listed, and then uh, to file the form if you uh, lost gas on the transaction at the end, and uh, we will find a cool way to take care of you guys. Because what's cool is we have a whole program in place, so uh, it's pretty easy for us to actually take care of people um, with with like the infrastructure we've built around rug video so um so you'll have some news following that so yeah exciting and when reveal reveals on monday uh, is going to be exciting um ov i mean right before the blur airdrop so hopefully uh you know things don't come crashing the day after but i think that this is something people are going to be very happy about um um cory yesterday shared one of the one of ones i don't know if you saw it but he shared the alien uh one of one and i was sharing like the nuclear hoodie and everything so i shared a bunch of them and uh, and Shata, funny enough, X2Y2 is making these posts. It seems like we, the amount and amount of NFTs, it's been you know um, the NFT with the most amount of um, individual sales, um, which is pretty wild. And so I really appreciate everyone uh, showing us love and all the all the you know. I know there's a lot of show hosts with your talk shows talking about it, and I appreciate y'all and the other media brands uh, chatting about Rug Radio and, and what we're trying to achieve here. So it means a lot. Thank you so much. And um, I really appreciate everyone for supporting us. You know, a lot of friends down there in the audience that I saw. Um, some good news for y'all is that we're already working um, on fully onboarding the um, the uh, the profile picture project into a rewards program. So we're taking care of that as we speak behind the scenes uh, so that we can try and have it onboarded before Town Hall. So we do have Town Hall today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll go uh, over everything then. Uh, in more in depth, but we're trying to get it so you can earn uh, rug token in our morning show and uh, during uh, on uh, during our town hall 
uh, as well. So yeah, um, I, th- so that's what's going to go down today with regards to the PFP and reveal on Monday. Of course, uh, time to be determined. Uh, I'll let y'all know as soon as I know, and then we'll be ready to go. Uh, I see Casey down there. Uh, I don't know if you're on mobile or 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 on a laptop. It's not going to work on, on on the laptop, but I sent you an invite. Maybe you want to request to speak at the bottom left. Uh, there's a uh, mic button that says request to speak, and you can request to, to join um, the stage. But in the meantime, Osef, I'm trying to like see kind of like what else um, – what 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 else um, happened on the NFT front? But really, it seems like all of the chatter uh, has been around um, around what happened uh, with uh, with the Bitcoin uh, NFTs and yeah. ordinals this week. Like it's really been the talk of town. So uh, I'm super glad uh, that we're joined by Casey Rotomore uh, today. Casey, how are you doing? Good morning. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Comment ça va? Uh, hey! Bonjour, bonjour! Comment ça va, Casey? That's it. That's all my French. I just used all of my, oh, all of my French words. Uh, First of all, I was not expecting such an entrance. I thought you were more of the hacker type, like underground, super, like neo maximalism, Bitcoin, <laughs> dope. I'm, I'm inventing words now, but uh, but I love. The entrance, Casey. Bonjour, my friend. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just quickly before I go to Casey, come on, you know what to do. If you've heard about ordinals all week, you've heard about this shit going on all week long. Everyone is crabbing this and crabbing that. You heard BTC Maxi's fight over the timeline. <laughs> this is literally the person that is responsible for everything that's been going down. You know, I know we like to say blame Farouk around the Ethereum blockchain, but on the Bitcoin blockchain, the equivalent of blame Farouk is blame Casey and blame the ordinals. Uh, you know, you know, you can blame Casey for the people of El Salvador not being able to transact peer to peer. You can blame Casey for. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Casey. What's up, dude? How you doing? Yo, it's <laughs> it's 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 insane. I like have been working on this for the last year quietly. Um, well, actually, not so quietly. Basically, telling everybody that I could. Uh, about it and everybody's like yeah 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 whatever um i think especially because a lot of the people i talked to or have talked to are like bitcoin people who who kind of don't get nfts um and then we we launched on mainnet on the 20th and i kind of thought it would eventually get popular but like the degree and the speed to which that everything has happened is 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 absolutely absolutely out of control like i don't even know where to start like all of a sudden i'm the mod of like a 12k person <laughs> discord we're like trying to scale up there's scams like we have a tiny signal that's like going out of control we like are like yeah ours too actually yeah yeah like like i'm like I'm, shit i hope nobody's getting scanned in there because i can't read chinese like it's there's twitter spaces <laughs> sometimes i have an alt like now sometimes i go and lurk in like ordinals haters Twitter spaces and like honestly like you know sometimes they have good points and I'm like damn all, all right fair you know harsh but fair so like it's it's absolutely absolutely out of control that there's the the Bitcoin mempool which is the sort of queue of pending transactions I just noticed today has sort of started to overflow the default limit um, oh Jesus which is not an issue it's it's like fine <laughs> but I'm like I I, I never thought that it would have an impact on the network like so quickly um 
but yeah, like, so I am a Bitcoin developer. Um, and I think maybe one of the few kind of really hardcore Bitcoin developers who like took, takes NFTs seriously and likes NFTs. Um, I did this because I've made generative art. Um, I don't, I, I actually completely forgot where I was going with this, but yeah, anyway, so a few months ago, I was like, <laughs> a few months ago, I was like, okay, I got to learn about NFTs. So I better start listening to NFT podcasts. And uh, Rug Radio and NFT Catcher Pod, those are on my like rotation of what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I listen to like 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 twenty like Bitcoin podcasts, and then uh, Rug Radio and NFT Catcher Pod. So let's go. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, and, and this is like, I don't wake up early, but I was like, all right, I gotta wake up early for Rug Radio so that I can like get on and like meet the DJs where they are, talk to the NFT people, talk to Farouk, you know, so you guys could hear it from the, uh, from the horse's mouth, as it were. Dude, I love that. Well, first of all, it's an honor and I appreciate that. And, and, and you know, uh, means we're doing the right thing. So I really appreciate that. Big shout out to them. She catch her Paul, that's fine. Um, they're friends, they're holders and, and they're good people. Um, and, and thank you to Golden. I know you reached out to Golden and Golden made this happen real quick and put us in touch. So uh, that's uh, super cool. So I guess like, Let's start. Let's start there. Like you kind of already started going there, but like before we go into like what are or it's first of all, there's two spaces right now on top of ours going around with the title "What Are Ordinals" and Bitcoin NFTs. That's how much you have taken over. I mean, that's what NFT like, Twitter loves to do. Eight, eight spaces, uh, we love to catch on four spaces out of control. Yeah, it's insane. So right now, there's like two concurring spaces about ordinals and NFTs. But we have the CEO of Bitcoin NFTs on Rug Radio this morning uh, to chat with us. And I have you for 45 minutes, so I'm going to use all of them to ask everything I got to ask selfishly. It's easier. You know what's the beauty of our show is that, you know, whenever I want to learn something, I just ask them to come up and then I ask all the questions. And I educate myself and the audience at the same time. Uh, so Casey, just quickly, like, let's get a background on you. Like, you know, who's Casey Rotomore and like, how did you get into crypto? Like, what's your, what's your actual background? Sure. Um, yeah, uh, I dropped out of high school cause I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, then I sort of floated around eventually when I was 21, I took a programming class and I really liked it. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do computer science. Uh, so I transferred to Berkeley, um, did a, degree in, did a degree in computer science, worked at a bunch of like eagle, evil tech companies uh, like Google. Then I had a stint at the awesome Chain Code Labs, which is a New York like kind of open source Bitcoin R&D company uh, where I worked on Bitcoin Core. Um, for those who don't know, Bitcoin Core is the software that powers the Bitcoin network. It is the sort of most popular full node implementation that sort of implements the rules of the Bitcoin network. Um, it's a really big, really slow moving code base. So even though I love Bitcoin, I was not super happy working on core. I, I went back to industry. I worked at Facebook. I did some shit coinery, which, you know what, I'm not proud of. Okay. But, you know, everybody has, you know, something in their pasts. Uh, and then I, what did I do? Uh, did some random projects, uh, love Rust, done Rust programming. I did some uh, live visuals for electronic music as kind of like a hobby. Um, and then, yeah, one year ago, started working on uh, Ordinals. Um, and yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a good background, yeah. Yeah, that's a great background. I, it's a very uh, transparent background as well. 
Uh, <laughs> and I and I absolutely love that. You worked for the evil tech giants, and and then you you found Bitcoin, and Bitcoin saved you. Um, and so, <laughs> um, question for you: what 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 was the um, flipping point, tipping point for you uh, to 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 swap completely? I mean, you said you worked for them, so at some point, obviously, you you, you were in favor of them, and you 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 know that's you were you had a different mindset, and that's a different mindset for you now to you know your your bio reads anarcho cat bus. Um, and then, but, what, but, what do you mean? But um, it's like mindset. Like, what, what was the tipping point for you? Like, at, at what point did you did you did you you know flip to, to crypto, Bitcoin, and said, "Yo, like this is it." You know, like this is this is where I want to go and spend my life. Oh, instead of instead of uh, like yeah, traditional tech. Inspe- instead of the evil yeah. tech companies. Yeah, I mean, you know, so the, it was actually I was really into Bitcoin for a long time, um, but I you know didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in Bitcoin. There wasn't really a project that was super obvious for me to do. You know, I'm like, wouldn't I, you know, I could go have worked at an exchange or something, um, but that didn't sound super fun. uh, Or I could have tried to do my own thing. I mean, I thought of different ideas for Bitcoin projects, but nothing really stuck. I mean, and I've always been like a, a visual, like art, focused guy focused on like things that I could see focused on users focused on interesting use cases um if you go to my website rotomore.com there's like a whole bunch of like random art and so really it was and actually I mean so I started I did a project called Agora with my friend Zunka like two years ago that was a Bitcoin project um that was a it's like a store where you can buy things buy files for Lightning Network payments so really it was just you know, thinking of a project that I really believed in and wanted to go full time in. That's what that's what made me like flip the switch. Yeah, interesting. I love that. I love this background. So this leads us to, you know, everything uh that uh that's been going on uh in the last I guess week or two. I mean we've seen ordinals just go absolutely crazy. It's the only thing people talk about. Uh, I even ended up myself, Casey, two days ago in a Bitcoin maxi room. I was oh the my only God. person oh with my a, God. Be nice to yeah. Baroque, okay? Tell the Bitcoin maxi, <laughs> they have to be nice to Baroque. I told them, okay? <laughs> you are the leader of the Bitcoiners. And so and so I appreciate that. It's okay. I had my boy Udi up there. And, uh, and you know, Udi, Udi and I are, are good. I mean, you know, the crazy thing is like we, like, we understand you. You know what's the funny part? It's like they, like it's funny. There's a whole like, you see like there's a whole we have still a lot of work to do and I realize how early we are in the NFT space because even there, like this, they still don't understand that about NFTs. But like to us, like it's very easy to understand why an NFT inscribed on the Bitcoin blockchain on the actual chain itself, um, it has uh, some a value to it right now, whether we want to call Bitcoin punk, punks uh, valuable or not, that's different. We talked about it yesterday, but I see the value in like having inscribed NFTs in there. So Casey, let me ask you a very simple question then and start there. Like what is an ordinal? Yeah. So a ordinal, I'm still, you know, we're still nailing down the terminology. And when I say we, I mean, like a bunch of like DGENs and like uh, the team, uh, shout out uh, Reindahl, who I see in chat, uh, the team on on Discord. Um, so an ordinal is essentially like a trackable SAT. Um, a SAT or a Satoshi is the smallest subunit of a Bitcoin. So if you look at the Bitcoin source code or the messages that Bitcoin software makes it actually doesn't refer to bitcoins there's no bitcoins in the bitcoin protocol there are satoshis which are one 
100 millionth of a Satoshi of a, of a Bitcoin. So they're kind of like pennies to the Bitcoin's dollar. And um, the lower level of all this is called ordinals, which is a protocol, which I sometimes call, call ordinal theory, for um, tracing, for giving individual sats of identity and then following them across transactions, which is not normally possible if you're just looking at the Bitcoin base layer. Um, so that is ordinals, and it's quite a weird little thing. You all of a sudden get these sats, which uh, actually creates it, the, the sats themselves, Bitcoin sats themselves, using ordinal theory are already non-fungible tokens. Um, you, they, each one has numbers, each one has a name, uh, they have rarity tiers, uh, and this is all, you know, to be really clear, this is like not really part of Bitcoin. This is like some stuff that I made up on top of Bitcoin that if you want to opt into it, you can. So that's the base layer of ordinals, these like trackable kind of collectible sats. And I'll stop there before continuing on to inscriptions, because I know that all this is like a lot to take in. Yeah, no, no, it's good. I've been I've been doing my 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 homework um, ahead of uh, of you coming on uh, today. That's why I, I I I jumped in the what do you say in the in the anyways whatever the quote is in, in English. Sorry, it's, it fails me. Some, my French fails me sometimes, but you know, that's why I went straight into the Bitcoin Maxi room and I went on stage just to ask questions on both sides. Awesome. So okay, so that is what an ordinal is. Now, can you explain to me what the difference between an ordinal minted on the actual Bitcoin blockchain, the differences from, you know, are the rare Pepe's, right? We're big rare Pepe people here. Ovi and Mando have a oh, wait, model oh, card wait, in the oh, vault. So I, I, before we get into rare Pepe's, yeah. which like counterparty rare Pepe's, mm -hmm. then the yeah, next, there's, exactly. there's something on top of ordinal. So ordinals are just these trackable sats. There's no content. Mm -hmm. Then there are inscriptions. Inscriptions are ones when somebody makes a Bitcoin transaction and they include a piece of content in that transaction, and that winds up on chain, and that associates that content with a sat. So it could be a picture, it could be text. We actually have already really great support for all sorts of web formats and HTML inscriptions and stuff like that. But an inscription is when you do it, make a transaction that associates a piece of content with a sat. So the sat is already like an NFT, but it it doesn't have any content, right? It's it's non-fungible in the technical sense, but not really an NFT in the sense that people think of it. And at that point, then it is a it has content with associated with it. You can view that content on ordinals.com. You can trade it. Um, and to be clear, this is all open source and fully decentralized. And if you go to ordinals.com, you will see my instance of ordinals.com, but you can run your own instance if you go to github.com slash casey slash ORD. It's all open source. So there's like ordinals, the base layer. And then there are inscriptions, which are the the sort of traditional NFTs. I like the term digital artifacts to um, sort of uh, make some properties of them very clear. But yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's, those are the two layers, ordinals and inscriptions. And then I love rare that. Pepe's. What about, what about the rare Pepe's? Um, so do you want to explain the difference between that? Because obviously we're big Pepe fans here. Love them. Big, big fan. We had Joe Looney uh, and, and the crew on stage before. But do you want to explain the difference between counterparty NFTs on Bitcoin versus like this being actual like Bitcoin inscribed on, on the Bitcoin blockchain? For sure. Yeah, yeah. So counterparty is a old uh, protocol 
we're doing assets and NFTs on, it's, it's really the terminology is really hard. I'll say on Bitcoin. Um, some people might agree or disagree, but you know, the counterparty data is on the Bitcoin blockchain. And so uh, counterparty has some of the same immutability properties as, as, as Bitcoin itself, but the data is on the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, it has its own token um, that it uses. Now, this is sort of a, um, a sticking point for many people. If something has its own token, many Bitcoiners will say it's kind of a, a bit, a little impure. Um, and I'm actually sort of inclined uh, to agree. Impure in the sense of not being Bitcoin. Um, so that's one sort of thing about Counterparty. Uh, but, it's a, but it's a very old NFT protocol on Bitcoin. Uh, and yeah, so it was first for assets and then people started, you know, doing things like rare Pepe's, uh, like all these different NFTs on, 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 on counterparty. So I would say it's a very old Bitcoin protocol that has some, you know, just some technical issues. And I don't fully understand why ordinals is so absolutely exploded when counterparty hasn't, because in some way they're both on Bitcoin. I think maybe it's the focus of on-chain. Uh, everything on, every inscription is on-chain. And maybe it's the fact that there's no native token, which makes it feel a little bit more Bitcoin native. And then it might also be because ordinals and inscriptions are very simple and fit very nicely into Bitcoin. So so lots of people sort of are are building. But I, I, I honestly, I... I'm I'm not really a fan of most altcoins, um, but I love uh, I love the counterparty community. I love the memes, uh, ordinals. We can only inscribe uh, aspire to have inscriptions with the best memes, but with memes that are as good as the memes that are already on counterparty and have such an amazing community. Uh, and I don't want, I don't want to beef with the counterparty community. I love you guys. All right, don't don't send the pepes after me. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get the Pepe sent after you. Um, they uh, they come in pretty strong, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. I mean, I wanted to ask you that because it's so funny, right? Like, I when I was in the Bitcoin Maxi room, I was like, um, "You guys hate ordinals. What do you think of Pepe's?" And they were like, "Scams have existed on Bitcoin blockchain forever." Uh, so that's how I knew their their stance. What do you make of um? What do you make of the um, of the division right now happening within the Bitcoin community? Um, it's been pretty uh pretty intense. I mean, on the ETH side, I think the consensus general. Everybody understands. Now, some people can I, agree or disagree on the current value of certain NFTs there, for Which example, is like madness. and whatnot. Like don't, don't, Correct. Yeah, like don't, Correct. don't like really think hard before you spend like one Bitcoin on a clip art rock. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. So, so that, that's different, but we understand the, the inherent value of a digital asset stored on the blockchain, such as Bitcoin. So what do you make of the current divide that's happening in, in the, within that community? It's, it's, it's really interesting. So I think that some people, so I think that, I think, I think I know what's going on. I think I know what's going on. So Bitcoiners, myself included, very much believe in uh, the, the real, you know, end goal of Bitcoin, which is to create a, a sound money that nobody can control, right? That is fully decentralized, that we can all use to save and make payments um, and, uh, you know, avoid inflation. And that um, that goal is is very, very important, right? And is maybe one of the most, is, is, is a very important goal and will be very, very uh, 
beneficial for humanity. The more people who use it and the more people who um, have access to Bitcoin. And I, I think that because they, you know, like me, believe that the goal, that goal is very important. And to be clear, I'm only talking about part of the Bitcoin community, you know, um, not all of them. A lot of Bitcoiners love ordinals and inscriptions or they don't care. They're just like, whatever, it doesn't affect me. Um, so they believe in Bitcoin's mission. And so they're, they're very nervous or very concerned when they see anything that might make that mission harder. So, um, and I think there's a variety of reasons why people are concerned that ordinals and inscriptions might make uh, Bitcoin's mission harder. And I, I, I think I, I disagree personally. I think that um, Bitcoin ordinals and inscriptions are good for Bitcoin. I think they bring Bitcoin goodwill, adoption, developers, um, art and culture, which Bitcoin has not had a lot of had as much art and culture as it should have. Bitcoin has been a little starved for fun for a while. So like we need that extra like injection of fun. But anyways, yeah, so I, I think that that, that inscriptions are, are good for Bitcoin um, and they have, you know, concerns, some reasonable, some not. And it's, it's a big change. I mean, imagine, you know, being on being like a Bitcoiner and like for a long time, there's like no NFTs, right? Maybe the counterparty people are like quietly like memeing out and like degening in some Telegram channels, but like things are quiet, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are like just going out of their minds, minting like crap on your chain. Uh, it's a little, it's a little worrying. It's a, it's a big change. You know what I mean? So I, I totally want to not like minimize their concerns and help them understand how it works and what the risks are and what the benefits. And I, I really like, like I said, like if the big, if, if a lot of like the really hardcore Bitcoiners who have been very anti-inscriptions, if, if we could just get them to like, this is dumb, but I don't care. And it, and Bitcoin is fine. That would be like ideal. That's my like bull case scenario. If they're like, like whatever, you know? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, the, one of the part of the um, criticism that you've received, right? Because I spent hours listening, um, and then I, I was trying to chime in. Of course, I'm on the pro side, but um, it was that you guys, you know, the uh, the ordinal scammers, uh, NFT scammers. Uh, also, if you own ETH, you're a scammer, uh, and if you have an NFT, I see you guys down there with your apes and alien friends and everything. I see Ryan, thank you, X, an artist on Ethereum blockchain. You're a scammer too, bro. You're all scammers, uh, but. Us scammers are polluting uh, the Bitcoin blockchain apparently and are making it impossible for people to transact in third world countries per Bitcoin maxis and also um, putting a pause and a halt on the fight against centralized banking system. What, what do you make of allegations like that, Casey? I, I think it's, 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 it's funny, but I want to hear from you. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? And, and, and in that case, what can, what needs to be done for um, these ordinals not to maybe it's a stupid question. I'm sorry, but I guess most people wonder like, how do we avoid problems in terms of like, uh, you know, slowing down what's going on on there and whatnot, or is it just like stupid and it's just a case of being early and Bitcoin needs to grow? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned the like Bitcoiner, Lord. I won't say Bitcoiner. I'll say some Bitcoiner like trope of everything is a scam and everybody is a scammer. Like, uh, I, I I think it's not useful to put things in those terms. Like. A lot of people who work on Ethereum and other coins are totally uh, like well-intentioned people 
who just want to build cool stuff. And so when, when certain Bitcoiners, and I think it's kind of a minority, you know, literally go out there and, and what, what you say in private is like, whatever, it's no big deal. Right. But if you go out there and you tell all these people like, Oh, you're a scammer, like, like they're going to be like, well, I'm not a scammer. And probably this person just called me a scammer because just because I like, like ETH or like have a monkey JPEG in my profile picture. So like, I can probably just ignore them because they're like just an asshole, you know? Um, and then they ignore everything else they have to say, and they might have like good things to say about Bitcoin. So I think it's uh, just not a really useful sort of way of, of, of contributing to the discourse. Um, to be clear, there are some like real scams, you know? So for example, there's uh, Bitcoin SB, which is just like a pure scam coin. Uh, and Craig Wright, who's the just complete fraud that makes it and is attacking Bitcoin, but whatever. So, but yeah, I guess I'd say like in terms of, you know, slowing like, accusations of slowing down the Bitcoin blockchain or whatever is that Bitcoin is a highly robust system that's designed to handle exactly these circumstances. Um, so Bitcoin's doing fine. I, as far as I can tell, there's been no reports of like something going wrong with Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin has a fee market, like every chain, right? When you want to make a transaction, you bid fees to um, get your transaction into the chain. And so when people use the chain more, like they have been when they've been uh, making making inscriptions, um, they have been paying a lot of fees and there's been a lot of transactions waiting to get in blocks. And so, yeah, you're going to have to pay more to use Bitcoin when other people use it. And that's simply, you know, Bitcoin's a shared global resource and that's just the fact of life when it comes to shared global resources. And, you know, fortunately, Bitcoin has lots of great technologies for, you know, making this easier. Like you can use Lightning, right? If you use Lightning, you can get you can use one one payment one transaction to open a payment channel. You can make a bunch of payments off chain and later close the payment channel, which actually is also makes for a great minting experience. If you want to go kind of the trusted route, you can uh, just somebody set up a way that you could mint inscriptions or buy inscriptions uh, using Lightning payments, and it's like it's like instant. Um, so we have lots of great ways on Bitcoin to avoid congestion and uh, sort of use use the chain in more efficient ways. And yeah, so it's just sort of a fact of life. And, and like as Bitcoin gets more and more popular, you know, there's going to be people using Bitcoin for things that you just don't get, you know, like whatever. You're just like, okay, whatever. I don't get like, you know, what these people are doing, but it's, <laughs> you shouldn't just get mad at them, right? Like even if you think Pokemon cards are stupid, like running up to a bunch of kids who are playing with Pokemon cards and being like, Pokemon cards are stupid and you're stupid little children for liking them. Like, this is just like dumb, no matter how dumb Pokemon cards are. Like, just bro, chill, like touch grass, right? <laughs> chill, bro. Touch grass. All right. I like this. Uh, I like this explanation. Uh, I think it's great. Um, it's, and you're right. Like a lot of the, um, the whole, everything else is a scam, but this stems from a lack of understanding with regards to culture. I mean, I like to think that, um, ETH so far has become the culture currency of, of the internet and uh and uh and it's been um it's it's been I actually, to see I how really uh, like that like the culture hmm? currency of the internet like it really expresses a lot of what's great about the ethereum ecosystem and all the awesome art that's that's being made there mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that's the way i i kind of see it and uh it's interesting to see how how people um you know uh adopt 
that uh, on uh, on Bitcoin. I mean, I'm just seeing Tyler. He just tagged me. Tyler did it. He said, yo, Farouk, looks like Justin Aversano is going to launch a photo NFT collection on Bitcoin. Uh, huge news. So uh, there's there's a lot of artists, of course. I, I, I know artists love to experiment. Um, Ovi, are, are you going to, are you experimenting with, with inscriptions and then stuff like that for Yes, yeah, so I tried to use what's the tool? I can't keep forgetting the name of this uh, this tool, that, like creator friendly tool that someone uh, created to make an inscription. I can't remember the name. Of is it, it like a website? This is the other crazy thing. Gamma, Gamma, Gamma. Okay, okay. So, oh yeah, Gamma. I've heard of that. Things, I have no idea. I live on 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 Discord and Twitter writing code, and then people are like just making this crazy stuff. So I like there are tools out there. I have no no idea, no idea. It's gone nuclear. Yeah, so I don't know. Like the thing with the, the gamma thing is, I actually, I actually minted something really random on it, but um, it didn't. Like, there's no way to say that it was me that minted it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I think I keep saying minted. I know it's not minted. It's obviously it's an inscription. You can say minted so. or inscribed or whatever. Inscribed. Yeah. I, I mean, like, let's I like, call it what it is. It's it, it's minted. I well, know you I like, guys want to use your old I, words. <laughs> I like this idea of inscription. I think I know, the I best like thing, <laughs> best thing about this for me is, and when I, when I read the ordinals.com website, is like the story, the way that the story is t- told about like it's 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 almost like you read it as like oh I'm, I'm I'm inscribing something on like a piece of Bitcoin forever, and it's like it feels all like historical and, and special, and like that's something I, that I think is very different to how we understand NFTs on Ethereum and and maybe some of the other chains. So that part of it, I think, was like super interesting but yeah i just couldn't like one of the things i think are really that are really important here is like provenance and i think at least with that tool i just couldn't really tell the provenance that it was from me other than it would be sent to my wallet address which then changes right because every time you receive you want to receive something you have to change your refresh to get a new address on sparrow or something like that i couldn't, couldn't remember but um yeah, that was the thing I just couldn't really get my head around or was a bit confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bitcoin and Ethereum have very different models. So Ethereum has a uh, an account-based model where you have an account and the account has a public key. And that is the, you know, 0x hex stuff. And that's sort of your account's identity. And that doesn't change for the lifetime of the account. Bitcoin has a very different model where you uh, basically generate a new address every time you want to receive. So it it always changes. And this gives you some important um, privacy features. Uh, But what it means is that there's kind of no, like, the notion of like an an account or a wallet is kind of not something you can see on chain. Um, And so this is, you know, this is a big hole in inscriptions right now. People want to have something that is obviously came from them. They also want to create collections, right? Where you can see a whole bunch of, of related pieces. And uh, yeah, so we actually, this is like, everything is like, you know, coming soon or coming eventually. But yeah, we actually have a really, really, really great plan for this. I'm actually, this is one of the features that I'm most excited about is that um, when you make an inscription, you'll be able to use one of your existing inscriptions, you'll be able to say, okay, I'm going to make this, you know, I have like this picture of this alien, right? And I'm going to make an inscription of a castle, right? But I want to use the inscription of the alien as the parent of the new inscription of of the castle, okay? And so you make the special transaction, the software will do it for you, which includes, which which like sort of moves the inscription of the alien and just moves it back into your wallet to show that you had control over it. 
And then the inscription of the alien will become the parent of the new inscription for the castle. And so what that means is that you can go to the um, alien and like see all the children and see the castle and like click, click down into it. And then when you're in the, on the castles page, you can see the parent, which is the alien and click up to it. And so this will kind of create uh, that sort of provenance, those provenance features that people want. So you can create an inscription that kind of represents you. Maybe you use it as your PFP. And then you can create, for example, let's say you're an artist. So you, you're an artist. First thing you do is you create an inscription um, that you want to use to represent sort of your identity. And you create your like a non-Twitter account and use it as your PFP. And then you create, you want to create a one of one. Okay, so then you create a one of one under your sort of PFP inscription. And then people can see that your the, the inscription in your PFP made that one of one. Of one. And then, okay, then, then you want to do a collection. So then you create a collection inscription under your your pfp inscription um and that collection inscription is just a normal inscription maybe it has a picture related to the collection or whatever and then you start making the individual items of the collection under that collection inscription so it kind of can, will turn into this hierarchical tree of inscriptions and any any inscription can be you know the parent of another another inscription so you can kind of you can, that's, that's, that's our plan for provenance uh, with what I'm saying. And honestly, if I had known that this, this would go so insane, I would have um, done provenance earlier because I know that it's a big missing feature. I mean, like it's a huge feature for ERC 721 NFTs. And by the way, OSF, I love your, I love, I love your uh, market reports in the podcast. And thank you so much for what you said about um, like the, the storytelling um, that's that honestly, that's a big, big, big part of it for me. And there's actually, there's so much lore and so many layers to this that people have like left to discover and like really interesting technical details. So it, uh, honestly, it means a lot that, uh, like people, including you are, are noticing that. No, absolutely. It was, it was, that's the, it was like, when I first heard of this, I was like, ah, whatever, I'm just going to ignore it. And then I forced myself to read about it and read the website and then i just had that moment where i was like whoa this is amazing and i went to like buy everything and then i then i calmed down and start, started to think a bit more rationally but it's it's, it's different like it's not i think for, for anyone who's not looked at ordinals.com or, or done their research and I, I would highly recommend doing it even if it's even if you're not going to buy anything i think it's just very interesting but as, as you mentioned like the way ethereum is compared to bitcoin they're, they're very very different and the mechanics of this are very different and it's super interesting to see another way in which it can be done, but have um, a similar output or effect, I guess is, is, is what I'm saying. But yeah, it's, um, uh, I, just lo- I just love the story behind it. I think it's amazing. It's such a good story. I, I think everyone, like, what, it, the, Ovi just said something really true. Um, when you said, um, when you said, like, even if you're not buying, like, just at least start looking into this because it's fascinating. And I think the beauty of the space is that there, when something like this stems off, like, a lot of people try to build on top of it. I mean, Casey, I see a tweet from you eight hours ago saying you can't stop the DGENs. They are trying to run ORDs inside of Bitcoin QT, and one day they will succeed. Uh, and so, like, literally, like, people are, are, are really, like, going deep with that. I mean, I heard someone on stage that trying to say that they're trying to inscribe a virus. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's, <laughs> this, dude, there's all sorts of things. 
happened. And uh, speaking of provenance, um, yesterday I was on a stage and, and someone knew that you were coming on the show today and they asked me to ask you something uh, with regards to provenance, actually. So I kind of want to go there and then I'm going to go to the hand of, of my dear friend, uh, Redbeard, on stage. I know you you aped into Bitcoin punks uh, early. You were on the night show the other night saying you had bids in and like the one BTC, you're aping into Bitcoin punks uh, <laughs> but um, and, and the ordinals. But, um, you know, do you, how, how does ordinals NFTs defer from Bitcoin scripting language. So that was the mechanism used for colored coins, uh, NFTs on Bitcoin. Like, is there, is it, is that something different? Cause in, cause I, I, I believe those were, um, like real world assets on top of the blockchain, right? Um, as far as I know, Bitcoin script and colored coins has not been a thing before. Um, there's been a, a bunch of different schemes for doing assets on Bitcoin, including Counterparty, OmniLayer, um, lots of stuff, and, and newer asset, newer newer people are developing newer, newer protocols such mm -hmm. as RGB or Taro. But yeah, like so, Bitcoin Script is sort of like Bitcoin smart contracting language. Um, every um, it's they're used as locking scripts. So you say, okay, I only want to somebody to be able to spend these bitcoins under certain conditions. They're going to be um, locked. And, and inscriptions actually really doesn't make much use at all of Bitcoin script. The only place that inscriptions uses Bitcoin script is that original inscribed transaction where there's this thing in the script called an envelope, um, which is this container for the content of the inscription. Um, and then after that, it doesn't really require the use of script. So that's how that's how script comes into play. And actually, the reason that inscriptions, the fact that inscriptions only uses script in the original transaction um, contributes to like them being efficient to trade and and all this. Um, but 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 yeah, like so not a huge connection to script. But I, I I'm really curious about I don't know much about early colored coin schemes. So maybe they use. Maybe they maybe they use script in, in in interesting ways. Yeah, I love that. And then I have a this is a good answer. Thank you. And then I have one last question because I got tagged a ton on this one, like a lot. And your tweet got a hundred thousand views, so I know it caused a lot of conversation. I'm gonna go to you, um, Redbeard, and I'm gonna go to you, Benjamin. Thank you for joining us today, um, Casey. You said have miners already figured out that you can underpay the block reward to send Sats and any script inscription that they contain to the null output. So that's a question you you, po you posed. I kind of wanted to know if you could explain that, please. Yeah, this is like the most inside baseball thing. People are, so when I was designing the protocol, I had to, first off, let me just say, people have been interpreting this to mean that somehow miners have some ability to burn inscriptions or delete inscriptions. They do not. They add miners, absolutely don't. That's, that's not what's going on here. So when I designed the protocol, I had to I had to look at at how does Bitcoin flow, how does how, how does how do Sats flow within Bitcoin? You know what where where can they go? Well, Sats are created in a Coinbase transaction, which is the first transaction of every block, and then they can kind of circulate, and you can pay them to fees. And so, in designing the protocol, because the protocol rides on these Sats, like everywhere a Sat went, you know, I had to figure out how inscriptions would go there, and I realized. I did well. This is not you know new. Lots of other people know this, but I I realized that you know the miners can underpay the block subsidy, so they can pay themselves less than they're allowed to. Like let's say they're allowed to pay themselves ten sats in the block, they can pay themselves eight sats, 
And those two sats kind of disappear in this really interesting way, right? When you pay yourself, when the miner underpays those sats, they really get, they really get vaporized in this way. And I had to be like, okay, well, what happens to an inscription when a miner does this? Like, where does the inscription go? Right. And, and to be clear, you know, the miner, oh, and the weird thing is that you can have inscriptions on fees because if you pay, you know, your, your sats, you can, that have inscriptions, the Bitcoin protocol doesn't care that they have inscriptions. So you can use them to pay fees when you do transactions and they're, they're worth, you know, when you do this, just one sat like normal, but then they'll go to the miner and they'll go to the Coinbase transaction output. And so what I did is I made those inscriptions appear on what is called the null output. The null output is just a bunch of zeros, a colon, and then a big number. I think it's like 4.2 billion. And so I noticed when I looked at the at ordinals.com that there were some inscriptions appearing on the page for the null output. And this is kind of like an Easter egg. This is something that was like one of those like weird little quirks of the protocol that I put up there for people to find. But only miners can do this. Only miners can, can elect to underpay the block reward uh, or the block, yeah, the block, the block reward. And so when I saw these, bur these like vaporized inscriptions, uh, it was like an indication that people had gone really, really, really deep into ordinal theory. And which is why I, I posted about it. And I think afterwards I posted, when I noticed that people were being like, oh my God, miners can burn inscriptions. I was like, chill out guys. And there was a thread where I sort of more clearly laid out, uh, you know, what, uh, what was going on. Uh, NFT space comms is a whole new thing for me. Whole new thing. So, you know, I'm going to get it wrong. No, I, I get it. No, I, it's just uh, a lot of people are tagging me in that tweet saying, yo, yo, get, get Casey to explain this, bro. Get Casey to explain this. Uh, you're a hard mind to get, and I've got you right now, and I still have you for eight minutes. So <laughs> I'm going go to go to, to Redbeard here. Redbeard, how is your venture going uh, in, uh, on the Bitcoin NFT side right now? I, I have aged so much in seven days. Since I mean, I how, that, is that beer starting to turn white I'm, and salty, I, salt, salt and pepper? It's gray yeah. and salt and pepper. I've been in crypto for a decent amount of time. And even during the ICO days, which was crazy in these chat rooms, this is the craziest I've ever seen crypto, in my opinion. Like the amount of OTC trades, I've already lost money getting scammed. Everybody should be really careful. But it's just, I've never seen so much mayhem. I, just, it, I mean, it gets my blood pumping because it reminds me of those early days when we were buying ICOs and making deals with everybody. But Casey, like, you know, I just, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, even though you've aged me, you know, 20 years and seven days, I, I, I have to oh, say, wow. it's, it's Thanks, been man. the most exciting, it's been the so most much. exciting seven days, really. It's awesome, been amazing. Man. Yeah. I, I, I have the, to say, the, the I got in early insane. and I got in early. The only reason why I got in early is because everybody hated it. Once the Bitcoin maxis were like, yo, this stuff sucks. I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. And then the Ether NFT maxis hated it. And then I you, I bought even more. So I whatever you're doing to um, turn the wheel is awesome. I did. By the way, I just want to also tell you that the, the Rebbe picture was very personal to me. So I love that one. Oh, my awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah, my, my question to you, I don't know if you hit this because I came in late. So I'm sorry. But you were talking about provenance. How... Can or can you solve the problem? Because I, mean, I think it's really fascinating that one-to-one -one artists like Rip Cash who put stuff up and OSF 
and some other people like Billy with his shards and things like that. What are you, what are, what are solutions for uh, royalties? Cause I think that's going to be kind of fascinating as, as artists put stuff up and, you know, there's no smart contracts on Bitcoin. So I was really curious if there's a solution with ordinals on that. Yeah. So I have not seen an implementation of royalties for inscriptions that I think would work. There's a bunch of issues, but, and, and Bitcoin's lack of smart contracting. Well, to be clear, Bitcoin kind of has smart contracts, but they're very limited um, compared to what you can do on Ethereum. So there's sort of an issue with the lack of smart contracting primitives, but also there's this, there's this problem, which is like the things that you enforce on chain, you can only enforce the things that like the chain sees, you know, and if, if you and me make a, make a trade, you know, you and me can always say, okay, I'm going to pay you a thousand dollars for this inscription, but I'm only going to sort of on chain, you know, we're only going to report $1 as the transfer price, as the sale price, right? So even if there's an on-chain royalty mechanism, it's going to, um, we're going to be able to bypass it. And so I think that there was this, you know, real excitement in, uh, in, in, in NFTs that royalties would be this, you know, on-chain thing that would be enforced forever and, and artists would get this great source of ongoing income. And then there's been a lot of disappointment and, and kind of like chaos and mayhem as it's kind of started to become clear that, you know, those promises aren't really panning out, right? That you can't, you can't enforce royalties on the chain. You can do wrapper contracts. You can uh, report a lower sale price. Um, you can just put it on a custodial exchange, right? You, if you have any anything on a custodial exchange, like obviously the chain can't enforce royalties because it can't see the transfers. So, um, you know, for that and other reasons, like, you know, another, like, I, I, I don't have plans for, um, I don't have plans for doing um, royalties or supporting royalties on, with inscriptions. Everybody else, everybody's, of course, free. It's an open ecosystem. They can, they can do, the, do what they want. And so if somebody has a really great design for, um, for, uh, for, for royalties, I definitely would um, consider it. But as of now, like, I just don't have, there's no good way to do it. There's just no good way to do it. You know, they, just, they get complicated. They get, you have to think of economic costs too. Like, I mean, you know, flippers make markets. So um, if, you know, you're sort of have this like 10% spread every time somebody flips, that's not good for the market. And then that's also not good for the artist because it makes their, um, their work less valuable because people, the market can't be as liquid. Um, so I, I really hope that like, I have seen the confusion and it's kind of sucked, like, you know, and, and like artists being really disappointed about, oh, we can't rely on this revenue stream. So I hope that people come up in, in sort of the inscriptions, like community and ecosystem, and they figure out different ways. Like, for example, I think, um, paying the artist a tip when you buy something, you know, and having it be optional and maybe get you access to like the community or something else that's cool. Um, and obviously, you know, flippers just won't pay that. They'll just like maniacally like flip, 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 flip. But when somebody's buying something to, to, to use as their PFP, yeah, then they'll probably definitely do it because they want to hang out and, and degen out in the Discord. They want to talk to the artist, you know? So stuff like that, that doesn't rely on on-chain mechanisms and sort of that are, that's more just based on like social conventions and that's all like voluntary. Um, that's, that's kind of the way that I want to go with this. And then, and obviously, you know, I'm not the king, you know, right now, like I'm 
you know, making all the decisions with the, with the code, but it's, it's up to everybody else. Um, but yeah, we're relying on these sort of like social conventions and then also just being very, very creative. That's how I think hope, hope people will, will go with those. And uh, can I say one more question? Do you yeah, go ahead. Think, go ahead do you think that the first 10,000 ordinals are going to almost, almost be looked like as a collection itself? Like, do you think Hold that on. do you think his bags? Let me fix that for you. Yeah. Do you think his bags? Yeah. Are, no, I'm kidding. Go, go on. No, go no. no well, I mean, my thesis was, to be honest with you, they are my bags now. So to be honest, was I was going to buy as much as I can under 10,000 because the way I saw it was the first 10,000, it's his own collection. Now, obviously, as they get lower, the ordinal number, you know, some I have some stuff that's super low and I have some stuff that's higher than 10,000. But do you think that they're going to we're going to start looking at almost like a 10,000 collection in, you know, and, and each thing obviously looks different. But a lot of it was a lot of it was very cop copied and pasted and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely know that those numbers are like a real uh, like they're really psychologically important. People go like, ooh, inscription like X, Y, Z, like you know, 125, like that's pretty low. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think it's definitely something that, you know, people focus on, like, it's like kind of just everybody's trying to understand this. And so they're trying to see some pattern that they can see that makes sense to them. So under 10 K, especially because 10 K is like the, the, the big PFP number, the sort of the classical big PFP collection size number that sounds like it's uh, yeah, definitely people are going to be into that. One important note about numbers due to, mysterious circumstances that aren't fully understood in the ordinal's wallet. Um, there were, there are some doubly inscribed sats. There are sats that have been inscribed twice. And so if we fix the wallet to display those properly, um, the numbers above like 500 or something will bump up. I don't think they'll bump up by very much. I've only had one report from one person and they may have been using a hack client that caused this issue in the first place. To be clear, it's not like a, it's not like a security issue. And this is sort of like, um, we sort of considered this when we were writing the code, but keep in mind that those numbers might be a little bit unstable. Um, uh, don't tell of... me that. I have an ordinal <laughs> just right under, I have an ordinal right under 500. You're gonna bump me up, that's it. You know what, this, this actually brings, us a, brings up a really interesting point. There are two ways to go with this, with this issue of these doubly inscribed uh, sats. Um, we could go, okay, like this was, you know, the, the client had this like, you know, issue where it couldn't display these sats, we're going to fix it. And so it can display these sats and it's going to bump up these, uh, inscriptions by like a few, you know, one, two, three, I don't know what it is, four, five, six, they're going to go up. That's one possibility. Another possibility is to go, Hey, look, people have, um, they think these, they, they like these numbers. They probably, maybe they bought inscriptions because of a certain number. We are just going to, we're going to add some sort of hack that allows us to do the upgrades that we want. And to, to be clear, when I say hack, I mean sort of like a inelegant uh, bit of code that we add that says, okay, we're going to start recognizing doubly inscribed inscriptions, but we're only going to do it above a certain block height. Um, and uh, those are two very valid options that um, we're currently thinking about. And when I say we, this is something that I think is the kind of thing that you really want community feedback on because like you know there's an argument to be made that you really want the code to be simple you want it to you know you just want to fix it and not introduce any weirdness 
And then there's another argument that, you know, people have uh, assigned value to these things based on their numbers and that we want to preserve those numbers, even if we have to do sort of like an ugly, an ugly workaround. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's a really interesting question. I don't know if you heard what happened with the Bitcoin punks, not the ordinals, that they minted 100 and they sent 40 by accident to CZ. The yeah. Binance airdrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Binance, Binance users, all right. You know, okay, so let me just, okay, so, you know, these things can be on SATs and so you can deposit them accidentally into an exchange. And the, the, the person who was running the punks, um, the punks uh, sort of like a, a project, the Bitcoin punks project, or was it Bitcoin punks or ordinal punks? I forget. No, what, like two. I think it was Bitcoin, Bitcoin punks, punks specifically. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, okay. Ordinals. Yeah. Bit, Bitcoin punks. So he was doing something a little bit, he was un, doing something unsupported, which is using your, your ord wallet with another Bitcoin with his Bitcoin full node and just using it through a different interface that, that doesn't know anything about inscriptions. And so he sent accidentally a bunch of his punks to Binance and uh, because you can do that because you can just send sats like this is a weird consequence of the protocol that you can just send them in a normal Bitcoin transaction. So yeah, be careful, like everything's really alpha. Um, and yeah, it means that these these punks are now maybe somewhere in Binance's like hot and cold wallet. So what you can do, uh, I don't guarantee that this will work, it probably won't, is you could try to deposit some Bitcoin onto Binance and then uh, withdraw it and into your wallet and see if you got a punk. And then just keep doing that over and over again. And maybe you could rescue some of the Binance uh, inscriptions. Like, uh, so yeah, kind of free airdrop to Binance holders. And to be clear, the project leader did the right thing. He, I think he refunded the um, Well, he offered, the people. he offered us a refund. I had two of them. I had a few of those, but he offered to, he, I had two of those. He offered us a refund. If not, he reminted it on another, I'm sorry, re-inscribed it. So basically, nice. so yeah. Nice. The last question, uh, Casey, do you believe in this so much that you would inscribe your soul onto the Bitcoin chain so you could live forever? Ooh, good question. Good question. You know, the question of immortality is a tricky one, right? Because uh, I love life. Uh, I especially love light life right now while things are popping off. But uh, does anybody really want to live forever? Maybe it would get boring. So that would be sort of a philosophical question I would have to answer before I could even consider uh, inscribing my soul on the time chain. Ooh, that's hot. Um, <laughs> describe your soul. Um, those are some really good questions. Uh, you know, I, I get messages by a lot of people like, you know, do you think, you know, every ordinal is going to have value. Do you think every this and that is funny? It's talking, it's like, I think it's like same shit, different chain type of type of thing where it's like on every chain, like even our beloved Ethereum, like 95% of the stuff is going to be vaporwave. And so it's the same thing, any chain, but uh, I, there, you know, there's, there is, in my opinion, value to, to, to a lot of what's going on on Bitcoin for the fact that it's Bitcoin, right? Um, and so it's um, it's uh, it's really interesting to see that. Um, Casey, I want to be mindful of your time, but Golden has his hand raised and he's the man who made this happen. So let me toss it to you, Golden. Maybe you close us off with a good question. Yeah, GM, Casey. Um, I, I'm coming straight from, you, you said you wanted to deliver something straight from the horse's mouth. So where would you point someone that just like wants to get involved, wants to like figure out the ordinal system? Are they hopping in Discord? Is it a website? Like how would you point somebody in that wants to get involved? 
For sure, man. And thanks so much for setting this up. We had some technical difficulties. So like Telegram wasn't working. So me and Goldman had to coordinate over like a voice, an actual telephone call. So like that was some, that was some throwback stuff. Um, actual so, phone call. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's so many places. Uh, it's really hard. The, the main thing I'm figuring out is how do we get users supported? So there's a bunch of places. So there's the Discord which is ordinals or discord.gg slash ordinals, which is like out of control. Like it's like, it's a mayhem in there, but there are also a lot of really smart people. Um, technically, I would say first thing you want to do when you're, when you're getting started with all this is get your own Bitcoin core full node. Um, you can do that on your machine, on your local machine. You can do that. You can get a server on a place like Hetzner for 50, 50 bucks a month. That's a good option. Um, but yeah, so discord.gg slash ordinals. There's ordinals.com. And then if you go there, there's the handbook, um, which is sort of like this guide to ordinals. And it has a few little sub guides. Um, so, and then there's also GitHub discussions. If you go to github.com slash Casey slash ORD uh, and then click the little discussions button, that's sort of like a, a there's like the Discord, which is like madness. Um, and then there's discussions, which is sort of like more of a Q&A format. And so you can search if somebody else has had your question and you can like, you can see if that answers your question or you can make your own question. Um, I think everybody who's curious about this, I think the good first step should be to get a full node running on a, on a good computer. Um, I don't exactly know what the RAM requirements are. I made one inscription. I made inscription zero. And then since then, Everything's been so chaotic. Like I've only been able to uh, just run around like a chicken with my head cut off. But but yeah. So uh, the goal I think should be to read the docs and at the same time get a get a Bitcoin Core node synced on a good computer. Um, and then that kind of once you do that, then you can um, run Ord, which is the um, ordinal theory implementation. And that you can actually use to make inscriptions. That's the wallet. You can get your own copy at ordinals.com. Um, yeah, and then you'll be you'll be uh, off to the races. I love that. That's a that's a great question. I want I'm gonna keep you KC hostage just one more minute here. I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also having a blast. It's a great interview. But Mando, I so I replaced. I don't know if you saw. I, I did a quick switch. Uh, I don't know if many noticed. You know, we 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 sent out. Uh, on the on the 88th minute, we sent out Ov, and I, I brought in our, our key player uh, Mando here uh, Super to sub. score last goal before we go. Mando, what's up? Good morning. What's up, man? Yeah, sorry, I, my uh, my uh, my flight from this got delayed. Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My flight from this yeah, got delayed by an hour good. and a half. I wish you were. I wish you were. Look, I wish you were here for this because it's been a great show and you would have really uh, liked it. But I wonder, I mean, since you're here, I mean, you know, it's our show and Casey's been saying he's a fan of the show. And, and I, I want to give you at least the opportunity to ask Casey a question if you had one in your mind about the whole thing that's been going on this week. Look, I think it's taken off remarkably well. I think it's now just a question of all the infrastructure that gets built around it. Like in terms of people being able to, I know you just described the best way to get started, but in the conversations that you've had, how quickly do you think this could start scaling um, in terms of usability, like make it much easier? You, have you seen like marketplaces start started to being thought about being used and like that sort of infrastructure tech? Like, do you see that happening already or do you think we're going to be waiting for a while? 
It's really hard to say. Um, so I view my own role as like what I can do that will have the most impact is building out that core, that decentralized core that will sort of, that will make the protocol and markets and the art and everything like good and healthy and vibrant for the long term. So I'm kind of not thinking about building like a new OpenSea at the moment. Like I just need to make sure that the protocol is really um, good and like really kind of finished in a way. Like I kind of want to get it to a place where it can be kind of done. So, um, but um, yeah, so the key thing there that I'm working on is I have a design for um, offers which are sort of a way to swap one inscription for some Bitcoin or one rare and exotic sat for some Bitcoin. And that once that is done, once that's out there, that will really pave the way for people who want to build markets on top of it. And these markets can be pretty decentralized, actually. Um, I'm sure people will make centralized markets, but there are you basically create this offer file, which indicates that you want to sell a particular inscription for a certain amount of money. Um, and then you kind of put it out there and anybody who sees it and by see it, I mean, you know, you could, a website could ingest it, tools could ingest it. Like you could show them anywhere. Anyone who sees it can take that offer and finalize it and then turn it into a final Bitcoin transaction and broadcast it to the blockchain. So I, I, I want to do these core things because if I do that, then we can have these really great sort of decentralized places for people to or well, sort of centralized places for people to post these offers, but the offers can go everywhere. So there has to be a lot of competition. Um, but yeah, I think the way that people are building, um, it, it could really, it could really start to get easy pretty quickly. Um, ordinals use pretty vanilla Bitcoin. And so you can use a lot, a lot of existing Bitcoin infrastructure and expertise. Um, you know, you can reuse the code bases of Bitcoin wallet software, maybe you can just add it as like an additional feature to some wallets. Anybody who has an infrastructure setting up set up for custodying Bitcoin can start to custody um, ordinals and inscriptions. Um, and that's because it's very, it's just very like minimal modification or not modification, but a very minimal thing on top of Bitcoin. So, and Bitcoiners kind of get it, like they kind of know how it works. Like if you if they read it, they can kind of understand like how does transaction signing work? How does all this work? So yeah, I'd say things could things could get real pretty quick. And then they also offer some advantages over other NFTs um, in terms of doing like exchange integration. So one challenge with ERC 721 NFTs is that they can kind of contain any arbitrary code, you know, like it's sort of just an interface, but then the implementation, the actual functionality can be anything. And that's one thing that's great about Ethereum NFTs because you can do all sorts of like mint mechanics, you can do like, you know, royalties, you can do all this stuff on chain. But for a integrator, it's very hard because you kind of don't know how each how each token is different, right? Like maybe you have to do security audits to protect your customers, whatever, or you have to implement special support for an NFT that like has some ERC721 that has some particular, you know, properties on transfer or whatever. Um, but inscriptions are all the same. Inscriptions don't have, you know, in terms of their security properties and how you can, how you integrate them, um, they're really all the same. And really the way that they differ is the art, the way that they differ is the content. So I feel like it, it could be, it could be pretty explosive. Um, yeah. And they're, 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 they're pretty simple. So I think anybody who is technical and sits down and kind of noodles on it for a few days, 
we'll have a really good idea of how things work top to bottom and we'll be able to uh, start building. I love that. That's a, that's a great response to a great question. I mean, Casey, thank you so much for, for being with us. I mean, dude, like we have, uh, we have, you know, we, we run every morning and, and we run at night too. I'd love to, maybe you should come and shoot the shit with us with Thread Guy and, and still be in D's next week on the night show. If you're around, I think it would be really cool. Um, night show, we, night show is great. I woke up early, and like this is the only time I'm ever going to wake told up me early that. for any. Sort of <laughs> he was like, "Is there any way to like <laughs> change the time on the show?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> We've had some pretty large guests and names also like ask us, "Hey, like, do you guys mind like hosting?" I'm like, "Nope." This is something like Mando and OSF like right no, listen, about no, it. Listen. You make <laughs> but, you make time for Rug Radio. Rug Radio doesn't make time for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Dude, you said it, not me. But I'm so grateful that you're like But here. night show, night show definitely an option. Yeah. Love that idea. Let's do that. Let's run the night show. I'll talk to Thread Guy because Thread Guy's funny. He took a break this week and of all weeks there's been a Bitcoin NFTs and that is like he loves talking about stuff that's hot right now and like he he'll talk about it all week long. So and he even texts me like, Yo, what's with this? I leave four days and everyone's talking about ordinals and Bitcoin NFTs. What's going on? Should I t-? so we'll, we'll talk to have you maybe next week if you're around. Like it's a night show, we're running it late. Um and so um and so we're, we're, we're gonna chat but casey for now it's been a pleasure and honor to have you just as a reminder for everyone we're on spotify apple Podcasts, and every single platform so you can go on my link and buy or just look us up rug radio jam web 3 on there and this show will be will be posted there within hours golden's quick with it i get the notif- i got the notifications on spotify golden by the way so i've i know that it's like four to five hour turnaround usually i love that but anyways by end of days when we promise it and then we're gonna have clips post on the rug radio channel so uh, big thank you, Casey, uh, for for joining us this morning. That that was a lot of fun, dude. And uh, I was told that I would enjoy this interview with you a lot because uh, your energy and honestly, like, it, I, I could probably keep going for another hour. Um, so let's it's, go, uh, let's go. Oh man, so dude, I guess we're gonna have to inscribe uh, one of our Corey Van Lu PFPs at some point on Bitcoin. You guys, gotta, uh, you guys gotta inscribe the rugs. I, inscribe a rug, just one. I okay. love the way the rugs look. Okay, sure. Do you want to help us do do that? Should we do this together? I'm I'm slammed, slammed. Damn, did you just say no to me? Every angle, it's out Ouch. of control. But there's probably like I, I'm sure you can find somebody, and it's not that hard. Like <laughs> oh, the DJs, they're running ord. I'll do it with Redbeard. I'll, I'll do yeah, Redbeard. Yeah, yeah. He was on here. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, homie. He's great. he's got 20 PFPs. He's got a lot of rugs. Uh, he's, I uh, want to encourage like artists to team up with somebody who's handy with a terminal and form little like gorilla cell painting. Uh, yeah, inscribers. Like yeah, that's the way. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's uh, people should definitely try it. I saw you saw the just announcement. A bunch of people. I think I think it's really cool. Definitely, a lot of people will be trying it. Definitely, like uh, see, I see Corey's down there in the audience. Maybe Corey, you know, should drop a one of one on there. I don't know, but a lot of fun stuff. Something about like like I know like a lot of the other chains that come out now, Casey. They try to lure people into blockchain through NFTs, and we've seen like Optimism, Pong, Zapdos, Pong, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're talking about Bitcoin, which is like why the conversation here is so much more powerful. It's just an interesting thing, and in my opinion, it makes me even more bullish on ETH NFTs, Casey, and on the culture being built here because it's um it's really interesting right and so i, I also uh, have ideas for ETH nfts and how they can be made better in some ways yeah. kind of like inscriptions i hope that uh yeah i'd love to see it should we talk okay we'll keep that for part two <laughs> now you got me go i'm gonna hit you on the side let's talk uh with that with that with that, that was casey rotomore ladies and gentlemen make sure you give him a follow if you're listening on replay or on twitter here r-o-d-a R M O M O R Casey Rodar Moore. Rodar Moore is the uh, account to follow. With that, I'll see y'all. Actually, twelve minutes. I'm heading up to 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 Sense uh, to get interviewed with Corey, 
And then at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we got Rug Radio Town Hall. Uh, it's gonna be a hell of fun. And with that, with that, with that, that shuts that closed another beautiful week of Gem Web 3 on Rug Radio. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for being part of this uh, community with us. Love y'all. Golden's going to post a thread right now uh, talking about all this. We're going to post it with the clips and whatnot. Yada, yada, yada. You know the vibes. And with that, with that, with that, we'll see y'all Monday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of GM Web 3 on Rug Radio. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day, good morning to Web3, with Morocco, Sepp, and Mando, tune in live at 10.30, and it's all on Rug Radio. Radio, it's a beautiful day, have a beautiful day, it's GMGM, Rug Radio.